Yeah, 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 yeah. Making her way to the mic. They start dimming the lights. You start feeling alright. From Birmingham, home of the Teddy Longs and the Ruben Stutters. More once you discover. For all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns. For all of the lovers, Mickey James and Marvin Gaye. For all of the lovers, it's Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say. Look, I just found a place we'd escape Every one of us, I was kinda late I just made it off the struggle bus Walking by the fate, cause I know it's right in front of us Yo, I ain't with the hate, gotta focus on what's great Ladies and gentlemen, Steph Hardy is on the air Had to drop a couple bars just to make you all aware So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show You know I go by Joe or the rest of wherever you're watching <laughs> this is the hardy wrestling podcast with your girl stephanie hardy of course i'm your host with the most creator of this fabulous platform a new contributor for daily ddt because stuff be happening and life be happening but whatever wrestling goes on and i'm a color commentator for the belladonna division battle club pro black girl magic 2022 and spartan wrestling and i am so honored and privilege to be sharing this space with two women who are making their own waves in their own way. Of course, this is AJ, the visionary, and Chids from Wrestling is Too Much Fun, and I am so happy to have them on this morning slash this evening. So ladies, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited. Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, awesome. feeling good. How are you? Yes, I love that reference. <laughs> I'm feeling fantastic, and I'm just so happy that we were able to make this happen because ever since I've seen you guys moving about in your own way, I was just like, you know what? I got to have them on my show at some point, so we got to make this happen, and here we are. So I got to ask the both of you, you know, you guys can answer one at a time. When did you fall in love with wrestling? AJ, do you want to go first? Um. When I fell in love with wrestling, it was so early on. Now, obviously, referencing back to our podcast, yeah. The, my dad is the reason why I fell in love with wrestling. But the funny thing is that he doesn't even know that he's the reason. Because he still asks me to this day, like, why do you like wrestling? And I'm like, dad, the day you came home, yeah, with SmackDown Just Bring It on PlayStation 2, when I was like what six years old or something i can't remember i was either seven or eight i was definitely under 10 years old that's the minute i fell in love with wrestling and ever since then it's stuck me for the rest of my life and here we are at 28 years old still loving wrestling uh me personally i was young so i'm like i'm 23 so like, i'm pretty young so i only started falling in love with wrestling um early 2000s and then I stopped and then I got brought back into it you know like podcast actually, like what culture and that's when I really fell in love with wrestling at that point so maybe like 2015 is when I hit my yeah 
Okay, Chiz, can you repeat the last part of your answer? Because you were um, freezing yeah, yeah. a little bit. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, so I was saying, like, um, what culture, that kind of podcast in the UK really made me fall in love with wrestling. Um, that point, so 2014, 2015, when I hit my, like, strides in wrestling. Okay. So for AJ, for you, it was a video game via your dad, um, which is like SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, which is like, or just bring it, which is like one of the best video games from what I hear. I'm not a video game person, but trust me, in the wrestling landscape, all you hear is about the video game. So I think that's yeah. really cool how that happened for you. And then it's your dad. And that's something I have in common with you as well. My dad got me into it, but it was through the television shows, um, which was WCW and WWE, so I 100% get that. Mm-hmm. And then for you, Chids, it was like getting into po- into the podcast part of it, because what culture, they actually helped me to learn a whole lot while I was in college and sort of keep up with things <coughs> while I was in school, because of course, when you're in college, you don't really have time to watch TV, because yeah. you're trying to get the degree and all of that. So, you know, what culture is pretty, you know, significant when it comes to um, podcasting about wrestling and giving knowledge about things in the UK. So I really, you know, like their content. And I've actually had Simon Miller on my show before. Um, really? so Yeah, so he was a fantastic guest to have. And I've actually met two other What Culture hosts as well during WrestleMania weekend this week. So they're really fantastic people. And I just love, you know, their content and what they have to share about wrestling knowledge. So I think that's fantastic. So when did the both of you realize that you wanted to, you know, get into like podcasting yourselves and content creation? And when did you understand that you had a voice for this space? Hey, this is not for you. I can't lie. <laughs> I think that I should answer this one. Yeah. So, you know, I've always had like a creative mindset. I've always wanted to kind of put myself out there, but you know, I have a lot of interests. But um, I was always trying to find out what interest that would you know is like. I speak to uh, a majority of people. So um, I've always had like the plan for the wrestling, or it could be anime, one of those things. They're kind of like interrelated, but not. But so what happened is that, you know, I had the idea and then it, it was sort of like a time thing. Like the times were just coinciding a bit too well. There was this application online for Twitter basically working with Spotify, it's the sound up program. And basically, they catered towards um, women of color, um, women of minorities, who basically create a podcast using their resources, and they give you the guidance, and they give you the um, you know tools to be able to create like a great podcast. So I just signed up to it. I was so close not to signing up to it because when life happens, right? So I signed up to it forgot about it and then come came back basically gave them this idea and say look I want to talk about a wrestling podcast and I want to basically just do um then um yeah got accepted to the program they loved the idea also they loved the personality as well so I'm glad I really spoke to them went through the program which we didn't get as a finalist, but I'm in my delusional state that I was because again, the idea was just 
So, but during this time, obviously, I just met Kajira online. You know, we were kind of like um, online buddies where we would talk about wrestling, but then we also kind of talked about other stuff. I just said, you know what? During this time in terms of it being a platform in the UK, especially for black women who are leading the wrestling conversation, I just said, you know what? Kajira, come, come aboard with me and thankfully she agreed and like what I um love about the partner work is that we both bounce off each other and you know she is someone who is so and someone who has a vision whereas obviously I, I just like to see our ideas and as much as my ideas are absurd Jadira will find a way to be able to, to so I just knew then I needed someone like her, and then it became this thing where we're hearing now um, talking about something we both love and just enjoying it. And you know, the opportunities have arisen. Like you've contacted us, which is like, like thank you so much. You know, really honored to be on the show. And yeah, that was how. You know, yeah, that is how um how it started. Okay. So ultimately what came of it was was like you are already a creative person. So in the midst of all of that, you decided to join this program that Spotify was having, and there's like this huge conglomerate. And then once you had started it and gotten involved in it, you brought Chance in and then you decided to start the wrestling show. And you're just, and just blossomed from there. Absolutely. Like the, the like it, I, sometimes it blows my mind that we start, like it started off as an idea and somehow it came into fruition at this scale. Like, Every follow, every like, every retweet to us like means so much, and yeah, I still sometimes I, I will just text Chadira out of the nowhere, and I'm just like, Chadira, is this really happening? Look at all the followers, look at all the retweets we're getting. So yeah, it it yeah, I obviously have Spotify to thank because again, it was without their guidance, I wouldn't have been able to like, you know. What's the word? I wouldn't have been able to um, create this something out of this nothing, like this nothing out of something. So, yeah, and like you know, I have been. I have to shout out my um, our friend Mex as well because he um, WrestleManiac. So what ha- he? Um, I must have tweeted one time, and he got me onto his podcast to talk about my experience as a black woman in wrestling just in general like going to the shows talking about it and it kind of sparked this love in me like this it, it was like I actually like talking on the mic I like the sound of my own voice so why not utilize it why not do something and then you know connected with the wrestling guys and then yeah it just started from there so I have to shout out those two especially like those two especially Mex, um, to just, like, creating this 
this like passion and this want to be able to speak to the masses about wrestling. Okay, um, Chids, how did you feel, you know, when you were asked to be a part of something like this? Had you ever done anything like this before um, when it came to sharing your voice um, on a podcast or was this completely new territory for you? Um, this was completely new territory for me. I mean, I've been wanting to like, do a podcast about literally anything. Um, I'm into a lot of things, like wrestling, film, uh, anime, like anything. I, I, and I love talking, so this was like a brilliant opportunity for me. And AJ, AJ was just like, I feel like everybody was expecting me and AJ to do this. So when it finally happened, um, everybody was excited for us. And I was, I, I mean, I, I was excited for us. Like having a community that really wants to see you like persevere and grow and be successful was what mainly wanted, what, what mainly like pushed me to do it. Cause like, I'm kind of, I'm not like camera shy, but like sometimes I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I, if I speak and I, people don't like my opinion, I don't know. But um, yeah, it was a great opportunity and I'm not been doing it. Okay, cool. Well, with all of that being said, and you guys bringing your powers together, um, was there any obstacles that you both faced, you know, once you, you know, started the show and how did you overcome them? In terms of like obstacles, like we were open, we were like held with open arms. Like we started and since then it's been from the get-go, literally support upon support. I think to answer that question, most the obstacles that I had myself I'm is more so imposter syndrome, like personal um yeah more like personal obstacles that you know would this be received well do i have a place here do are people gonna want to are people gonna care about what i say it was more so like there's all these established people out there am i even gonna attribute myself to their level like we talk about cultaholic we talk about um what culture we talk about you know all those people who have already made a place for themselves and then i just thought at one point, I was just like, I don't, I, I'm not going to do this because I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm, no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to care. But then I think the one thing that made me realize actually we belong here is that it's, it's, it's down to statistics where, and I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for Spotify for even like, um, you know, making me realize this is that in the UK, there is no female podcast talking about wrestling okay they are, okay wait, hold on let me reword that there is no black females out there talking about wrestling so i said do you know what forget that imposter syndrome forget not being belonging forget not all all of that nonsense push it to the back because you belong you have a space and there's a space that's waiting for you to be filled in so once i came once we overcame that you know obstacle in terms of all of that psychological you know whatever i think that's when it was like yeah cool we're here and we're gonna stay well yeah that's it that was more so the obstacle and like i said we've been welcomed with open arms like from the u.s 
to the UK, like it's been fantastic. So yeah, like I said, in terms of more obstacles, it's been more personal, just how you feel inside and whether, like I said, we're in a very male dominated, it's very male dominated. Even as a woman itself, you feel, okay, you know, can I, you know, if I if I talk and people are gonna backlash, whatever. But as a black woman owning a platform, it's we're here. We're here to stay. Absolutely. Would you like to add anything, Chids? Yeah, I was just gonna say. I feel like as women, we just felt like, oh, a lot of people talk about wrestling, so it's like, what else can we bring to the conversation? But I feel like what makes us different to other podcasts, even just in terms of wrestling, is just our personalities shine through. Like, we're funny people. We're actually, you know, me, me and AJ are hilarious. Like, I can't, I can't even lie. So, yeah, I really are. Bringing <laughs> us, exactly, bringing us to wrestling, it's like a match made in heaven, essentially. So, I just, I don't think we had like any obstacles other than like race and gender. But that, those are just obvious things in life. So just it was just more of what can we provide to the community, and I feel like we've like shown what we can provide, and everybody's enjoying it, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy that you guys are receiving a lot of support, you know, from people in the UK because you did mention um, WrestleManiac UK who and Max, which is someone I deeply um, respect and love in that space and love to see him operating the way he's operating. Um, and even in thinking about people in the U.S. supporting you, like I'm so happy that that is happening for you. But that personal part is really deep, you know, because it's hard, you know, to get past yourself. Of course, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis, you know, on the culture of people who could be hating on you or, you know, people who could very well be like a detractor or stop you from doing things. But sometimes the worst enemy you can have is yourself. You can be your own worst critic, right? So honestly, I've dealt with a lot of, you know, imposter syndrome and also you know the negative self-talk because I had um the suplex assassin Alex Kane who's the MLW world champion just talking about that a few days ago on my show and the thing is you do have to understand that the your calling is a whole lot bigger than the insecurities that you have and I'm so happy that you know the both of you are moving past you know the glass ceilings that are in your way because of course Chids mentioned race and gender or whatnot but okay yeah I'm a woman and yeah I'm black but that make that is a part of what makes me awesome so you know with all of that being said, all of that, you know, makes you guys unique and you have, you know, an added voice with the fact that you guys are the only black women um, led wrestling podcast in the UK, which is the biggest, biggest reason why I wanted to talk to you, because that's just an amazing um, concept. Y'all were talking about on Twitter how you guys really don't bang on about it, but we're going to bang on it here <laughs> because that's important to me. Um, that is just because Black history and, you know, us having a voice with representation in wrestling is important to me. Um, so I just have to bang on that because that's just amazing what you guys have been able to accomplish in a short amount of time. And we're going to bang on it a little bit more a little bit later. So... <laughs> So I just have to ask you guys, like, what, when did you guys realize that you were building up a fan base or 
is it something that you have yet to realize yet or have you realized it and how does it make you guys feel when you say fan base yeah it still doesn't even clock that we even have a following let alone a fan base like mm -hmm. it's just I think when we, do you know what, when we, when I realized this was yesterday when we made that tweet, <laughs> when we made that tweet, I was like, oh my days, people actually rock with us, you know, and I, I, it just still, it just still kind of just like, even, like I said, every follower, every retweet, every support means everything to us. Like, I, we could have 200 and 200 one day and 201 and I'll still be the happiest person in the entire world and it's just like you know realizing that people actually like our content that like comment on our content saying look this is needed this is a new perspective we love this we love the production and stuff like that I think that's when you realize that oh actually wow people actually like us and People rock with us and people are going to rock with us. I think also, I was like, I think when a wrestler follow up, followed us as well, I immediately texted Chidera and I was like, we're locked in. We're locked in forever, forever. We can't, we can't, we have to keep going. So, like I said, I speak, ah. Sorry, let me not I even. Mean, I think I realised it first when we uh, tweeted our first episode. And like the amount of retweets and like quote tweets and likes, I was like, my phone is blowing up. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I wanted this like, like there's like attention. Then then there's like attention. And most of like, like the tweets and retweets were, were, were like, oh, we've been waiting for this. Or oh, uh, um, like like finally like uh, things like that. And I was just like, oh, what? you lot have been waiting for us to talk. Like I didn't I didn't realize that. I thought. I thought everybody was just calm, like everybody was just chill, but everybody was just literally waiting. And like, obviously we've been talking about it since like um, WrestleMania time. So like, it's now September. So people have been waiting for months. Like even in the DMs, they were like, when is your first episode coming? And I, I've been telling our friends, but the episode's not out. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you not yet, but you have to wait. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's fantastic. You know, even with that tweet you had yesterday, like there were, I did see lots of engagement, you know, not only from me, but from other people. And I thought that was really great for you guys. And then on top of that, you know, the fact that people are waiting, you know, and clamoring for your content now for that first episode, or even for the second or the third, like that's amazing stuff. And you guys definitely deserve it because even from the clips that you guys post, whether it be on TikTok or anywhere else, it's still very engaging. And it's aesthetically pleasing to the point to where it invites you in. And that's just something that I really, you know, enjoy and love about, you know, your content and what you have to share. And I can't wait, you know, for the next episodes to hear whatever it is that you guys have to say about whatever it is that's going on, because there's always a lot going on um, in wrestling. And I'm glad that you guys got that together. So what are some of your hobbies outside of wrestling? You guys did mention that you guys like a a lot of different things so what are things that you guys like to do when you're not you know creating content i personally feel like i'm like literally a full-time content creator because like my other hobby is like like aid into content creating so i'm actually a freelance photographer so that's what i do on the side but uh media in general is just what i love like ever since i was a child films television anime books 
I literally just got back into reading and I've been reading like every day. So any kind of form of media art, that's literally what I do. And I also like to touch it on the, on the internet. Okay, cool. I love media as well. So I definitely get that. AJ, what about you? Um, My hobbies, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I consider myself like a full-time nerd. Um, I absolutely like if it's not wrestling it's anime if it's not anime and wrestling it's it's video games but the secret is yeah I actually don't own a console (laughs) so I watch I watch gameplays on YouTube and tell people that I played the game (laughs) you know like it it saves money and yeah you don't have the experience but you know, you still know what's going on. So, yeah, I'm just, I, like, if I'm not doing any of those, I'm watching, like, a, a gameplay on YouTube or I've fallen into a rabbit hole of, like, you know, game laws. Like, I just love game stories. And, like, again, I, it's a, I think I just love stories in general. Like, that's just my hobby because all of these things that I do have a story, have some an epic going on. So I just... Yeah, like I said, I just like to immerse myself into um, a universe that is not real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, just, uh, yeah, so, yeah, if, um, I'm always watching loads of anime and I'm watching um, video games um, online and, you know, documentaries on Netflix, like, I'm watching How to Become a Cult Leader, you know. Not that I, no, no, not that I want to, <laughs> but there's literally, like, a documentary to become... To called how to become a cult leader yes. and it's like, it tells you about like disclaimer like i'm not trying like no cult of personality here like it doesn't work on this it doesn't work on this travel. but it's just like you know how to become like just things like that like satirical documentaries true crimes like again just all of that things to just really just get the brain going get conversation flowing and yeah those are that's what i like to do outside and if not i'm not, i'm sleeping so you know yes <laughs> yeah you got to get those z's in i completely understand that because trust me like if i was not talking to you guys this morning i would be sleep myself um but you know i am happy to be alive and awake you know and talking to you guys so that's wonderful you know how you guys are just interested in so many different things that still tie back into wrestling with media with magazine with with photography like there are so many forms of art that feeds into wrestling on a regular basis so all of that is completely valid and then with you AJ being you know a self-described blurred that's a beautiful thing and the fact that you know you're a gamer but you know don't have a console hopefully one day you know you'll be able to get a console and actually get some gameplay going like even with you know being a blurred all of that ties into wrestling now in more recent years when you see the likes of you know the new day you know celebrating the fact that they're into you know comic books or into sneakers or into you know gaming and stuff like that and it's just a beautiful thing when you see all of those things combined into one and then to also see black people like us into those things openly and not being ashamed of it is wonderful as well so I take it, AJ, every time you see someone like Zelina Vega or anyone else dressed up as any character from a video game, you take personal excitement in that. <laughs> Listen, yeah. when she came in that Street Fighter fit, 
Ah, oh, I was living. I was living. I was living. I loved it. I was any any type any any type of cosplay that they do in wrestling. This is why I live for Jade and everything that Jade stands for. Any type of cosplay that they do, um, I have to pause and just take it in. I just be like, yeah, it's like the cross connecting worlds. It's just so cool. Like when you find different, when you just find out that all of these things are interrelated, and it's just. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm literally the same way. Um, I'm a huge comic book fan. Marvel and DC are my things. So like when Jay dressed off a storm, I was like, these are my two favorite things in the world, like collaborating and coming together. I literally adore it. Like when Chef does any type of cosplay before like um, his run now, I was, I was looking for it. Yeah, like I definitely live for those moments, like especially when Mercedes Monet, um, when she was Sasha Banks in WWE, when she came in the Royal Rumble, um, dressed up like Sailor Moon, that gave me life, okay? Because that was like, I'm not a full-on, full-on anime person, but when I was a child, I did watch Sailor Moon a lot because I loved watching women fight crime. So that was my thing. And it's just like seeing her pop up dressed like that made me so happy. And then of course, later on um, here in Alabama, we do have an anime convention called Comic-Con and I got to have my own fan table for the podcast itself and I got to even decorate and show all the ways in which wrestlers dress up as different characters because I had Ricochet dressed up as All Might um, and then I also had Jade dressed up as a bunny character and I'm not entirely sure what anime that's from so forgive me for that. Hero Academia. Yes. Okay. Both of those were from My Hero Academia, wasn't it? Yes. So those moments are, and then of course, Rhea Ripley, when she dressed up as Vegeta um, at WrestleMania, where there was no one. Um, but either way, you know, it was just all like the most amazing thing. All of it is collectively tied together in such beautiful ways. And I just love, you know, seeing the cross connections between stuff like that. Because even when you watch anime, a lot of their action sequences give wrestling vibes a lot of the time and it's just fascinating to see that and hopefully more you know there'll be more collaborations with you know wrestling and anime and wrestling and video games you know as we continue to grow and as those mediums continue to grow as well so that's really exciting stuff that you guys are into and all of it ties back into wrestling and it's beautiful and i'm sure that you guys will tie all of that in back into your show as well so um with your uh, the most beautiful part about you guys and your creation was the fact that you guys have mentioned that you guys are the first black women in the UK to have that, um, to have this type of platform. So once you found that out, like how did that make you feel to know that you are blazing your own trail, you know, for other women to possibly come behind you and do the exact same thing, you know, or in their own ways? Like, how does that make you guys feel in your daily lives to know that you made a form of herstory in that way? Honestly, it feels, it feels good. There's sort of um, what's the word? A bit of sweetness to it. It's it's when you think about it, it's like, why did it take so long for it for this to kind of you know come to be in the UK? Like everybody, like everybody has at least one one like moment in their life where they've encountered wrestling, but you know, there's always going to be some kind of thing where I think us as women, especially, we all, 
have that moment where something puts us off wrestling for a bit and sometimes it's per like sometimes we just have to like persevere in terms of our hobby not persevere per se but if we really like it we will continue watching it but then there's always some kind of like snide comment or the reason why you're watching it is because of this or you know the reason why you're talking about it is because of that and um like i said it's sort of kind of like a, a, a moment where it's just like why did it take so long but also it's a moment where it's like i still can't believe that you know we're the ones fate took us to this part to where we are today to meet especially and i think that's one of my i haven't told Chadira this yet but she's strongly the reason why i wanted to do this because i thought me meeting Chadira was like i'm a, i'm a i'm a very very strong believer in god so me meeting Chadira i said god has put her here for me to do this with her and if I'm not doing that, then it's not, then I'm not listening to my fate. Like, I know it's a strong statement to stay, say, but I'm like a heavy believer in fate as well. So I said, you know what? The times Spotify has happened. I've just got to know Chadira. Like, come on. Like, it's the answers are screaming in your face right now. You have to do this or else it's not going to happen. Like and then I'm and this is not to say that no one else was gonna do it in the future. Obviously there is, but right now in this moment, in this time, this statistic is here. This is happening before your eyes. You need to step on it, and yeah, took the opportunity by the reins. And like I said, here we are. And hopefully, like I said, like even women have come up to us and said, "Yo, because of like." Um, you know, you put yourself out there, we want to start off something as well. Or women are coming up to us and coming up and saying, like, we can, like, talking to us. Like, I've met so many, I've met so many Black women, especially, who watch wrestling now, that immediately I'm like, come on the show, come on the show, come on the show. Or they want to go to shows with us, they want to talk to us. They, you know, there's so many things. And that's, it just affirms that this was, this was the right time and then there is the people out there but they just need that that community and you know for women in the future to do it honestly um uh, 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 like anytime we'll work with them on like we'll support them and it's it's like once I, I don't want to take that thing and say oh we're the catalyst to say that are oh, we the one that started it and all of that and that 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 it's more so like some it's 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 a beginning and this is something that's going to happen in the future and you know work with open arms to be able to be there for anybody if you want to be like if you if you need us absolutely you want to add anything chids um never in my life first of all i didn't expect to come to the board to cry um thank you <laughs> That meant a lot. Um, now, I was going to say, never in my life did I think that uh, I would be able to make history in any sort of thing. Well, I was just like a normal person. But to be able to make it with wrestling is is kind of like a dream come true. Um, it's, I don't, I, it's amazing. It's amazing to feel like we've made history and we're establishing something. Especially in London, which is very... Um, not to bad shame London, because you should all visit, but um, it's a bit mm, sometimes, especially with like hobbies, especially with wrestling in terms of hobbies, because 
many people think we talk about like no i've been watching this like i know my shit too like i've been watching wrestling i've been a part of this podcast, like like community for ages um so establishing something and making it our thing is a great thing so yeah yes absolutely beautiful you know like i just live for stuff like this because for me i know that there were lots of black women here in the united states that were doing it of course before i was and i just know the level of support that i've even had you know for people who are of the africana community you know and also not of the africana community who supported me you know it's just been numerous and yeah that's not to say that you won't run into your hard times but it is absolutely wonderful when you have people who surround you and fill you with love and appreciation. And what I can truly say, you know, as someone in this space is that I am absolutely proud of you guys. And now I'm going to possibly start crying. Um, I am proud of you guys for doing what you guys are doing because it's just like, this world can be very, you know, shaky at times, you know, in wrestling and outside of wrestling. But the fact that you women, you know, stepped out on faith and believed in yourselves enough to start your own platform and then make history in in, in an area where you didn't think you probably would make history is such a beautiful thing. And I, you guys should be super proud of yourselves even though you got even though it is new and you guys just started this year it's still beautiful that you started anyway and i'm just so proud of you both and i you know will continue to support you in whatever ways i can even though we're an ocean away um <laughs> and hopefully one day we will meet each other and we won't be an ocean away anymore but you know it's a beautiful thing to watch us black women doing the dang thing because there are so many people who try to silence us, so many people who try to make it seem like what we have to say, you know, doesn't matter. And the things that bother us in wrestling shouldn't be talked about because we should be past the race thing by now. Well, newsflash, we're not. Um, but at the end of the day, as long as our voices are, you know, raging against the machine and being true and honest, then we will always continue to succeed, especially as long as we have each other and a genuine way and I am just so happy for you guys I'm so proud of you guys in every which way um that I can be proud like I'm just so happy for you both now the first time I noticed you guys was of course when y'all were making content about Wrestlemania this year and that was a huge time because I was actually there and I was and it was a very overwhelming you know experience for me as an adult to experience all the things that Wrestlemania week had to offer but to be at the event was just out of this world so in creating your content centered on Wrestlemania I just have to ask you both, like, how did you feel about it this year? And how do you feel about the events that have happened since then and how it leads into what could happen next year? So I think picking, obviously, WrestleMania to, uh, to like rest. WrestleMania to wrestling fans, despite your everybody's tribalism, despite you loving AEW or whatever, or New Japan or everything, I feel like the feel of WrestleMania is like Super Bowl. Everybody comes together and everybody, like WrestleMania is the event of the year when it comes to wrestling. So what it was a better time to actually, what better time to pick than that moment to kick it off. And 
the way WrestleMania went this year, like, you know, with Cody not finishing the story. <laughs> with Cody not finishing the story, but, you know, so much of the developments that have come from that WrestleMania, like, you know, we just talked about the other day, like the immense push that Chav Gable's been getting, the bloodline story, like just so many things have just sparked. And I think, you know, controversy, like not contro like news aside with WWE, I think in terms of the story and the product that they're putting out has improved slightly. I personally, I, it's personally, some people might argue and say it's not the greatest, but I think they've been, I've, they've improved significantly. You know, the direction has changed and, you know, it's much more of a palatable product to watch, especially in terms of pay-per-views. And, you know, again, just see, WrestleMania, it's like the start of a school near, a school year when it comes to wrestling. Like, it just, it just things. So obviously for us, it was like, you know, we have to start. We have to start during WrestleMania. Like, there's no other uh, event to start in. Like, yeah, so... um and that's given us so much, it's giving us so much to work with, like, you know, the change of hands in terms of the women's division, um, the championships, the, you know, the emergence of two new championships, like, there's so much that's happened since then, so it's so much to work with, and, you know, it's always the the basis to start with anybody who wants to do content creation just find your company find their 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 defining moment find their super bowl their school start of the year and just take it from there and work with it because all something's always always going to emerge from that moment from that tonight extravaganza <laughs> something is going to emerge so yeah Jeez, yeah, I was just gonna. Say, I was just gonna say it's like if it wasn't WrestleMania, when would we start? Literally, like it's the biggest. It's the biggest night of the year, essentially. Like all companies in wrestling in general come around at that time. So if not, then when when do we start? Literally, like I feel like it was the best point for us to start, and I feel like it established so many connections for us as well because everybody was online. And everybody was like looking for different content to reach out to. So I feel like it was a smart move on our part to smart to start at WrestleMania as well. Yeah, like that's one of the coolest ways to start because WrestleMania is actually one of my it's actually my favorite PLE slash pay-per-view ever. I think just because of the grandeur of it and the spectacle of it, that's what I really love. I'm just a grandeur and spectacle person. So it's just like when it comes to WrestleMania, like that is what it is. It is the showcase of the immortals. It sucks you in and it's like you're inside of a giant monster that's just full of all of the glamour and all of the, you know, big fight feels and everything so that was incredibly smart of you guys you know and astute of you guys to start you know creating your content center around that because everybody and their mama is looking for everything at that time so that was really smart of you guys to do that like even even for me having 
what my birthday month was or is in terms of Steph Mania 30. Like, that doesn't happen without WrestleMania, okay? And shout out to my boyfriend. He came up with that. Um, But it's just like, that just had, like, WrestleMania is literally my thing. So to be able to be a part of it and go and create the little bit of content I was creating because I was, you know, going everywhere, recording everything and all of the above, it was just amazing. And it's just... With Cody not finishing that story, it broke my heart, guys. It ripped my heart to shreds, and I'm still angry about it, and it's September. But, because I thought for sure, you know, he was going to win, because he was, he's just, he just has, he's just an uncrowned champion to me, like, but the thing about where we are now with wrestling, or at least with WWE is, anybody could step up and challenge Roman, you know, for those two titles. Jay could do it. Like, you at this point, Jimmy could possibly do it if he stopped acting so unhinged all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just so much stuff that could very well happen. You even, you, you could throw the rock in there as just a weird little wild card. Like, there's just so much going on even after that. And even with the women, like, that's something else I also want to discuss with you guys. Like, how do you feel? about the state of women's wrestling now, not even just in WWE, but just across the board, since we're all women and we get to talk about this. Like, how do y'all feel about the women's, the women's evolution and where we are collectively, not just in WWE, but everywhere else? I think this is Chiz's forte right now, because she's got a lot to say. <laughs> and that's fine. She can say me, all of it. <laughs> me, personally, there's a company out there that I've just... I hate to say it, but uh, I've given up. Like, I've prayed for times where I'm just like, can you not see the vision and the, 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 the things that are going on in your company? And, I mean, Wrestle Dream is around the corner and it pretty much speaks for itself, right? In terms of just that particular company. But... For me, in terms, I feel like there's still there's still a long way to go across the companies. Like, um, like I said, Chidira, you take it away because if I start, I won't finish. <laughs> I can't lie. I'm in agreement with AJ. I just feel like I tweeted it yesterday, but like the Wrestle Dream card only has one women's match. All in one women. I think that we only had one women's match. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I think we were like severing ourselves, but it's like we're taking a step back. And I don't appreciate it and I don't like it. I was talking to like yesterday, the Wrestle Dream card is full of Ring of Honor um, matches and stars. And I'm like, where's Athena then? Where is Athena? Athena's been running Ring of Honor for like a year and she's not on the card. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't like it and I don't appreciate it. Um, I just feel like women's wrestling, like, if you want to watch women's wrestling, go to Stardom, go to Japan. Just stick to that um if not the western area unless uh, impact it's not going to do you any justice i can't lie i'm not to like insult these companies but i feel like we need to make a stand and we need to be talking about these things but nobody's talking about them nobody's talking about them and it's disappointing to see and to hear yeah i absolutely agree with the sentiment that you guys have um, because even with there being so many steps forward, there does seem to be step back, steps back because this weekend, um, Wrestle Dream is happening with AEW and it does make you wonder why is there only one 
women's match in the midst of all of these men's matches. It's something that should not be the norm when it comes to that. And honestly, I feel that a company that started, you know, during, you know, a newer or like more recent time shouldn't be having this much issue, you know, putting women out there and considering you have all, some of the best talent there not even just in AEW, but also in Ring of Honor. Like, there should be more representation across the board when it comes to that. And I would also venture to say that that was also a part of the reason why they lost one of their biggest people this week. Um, <laughs> I hate to really even get into that, like, but that's just the truth. I feel like they deserve more time because these women are just so talented and full of so much joy and zest for the business. So the idea of you only giving so few people so little time it's just absolutely ridiculous to me and i feel like there just needs to be change across the board in terms of leadership when it comes to that um but i won't say you know for the people who will enjoy wrestle dream you know please enjoy it you know love what you want to love when it comes to wrestling i will say that but i can't you know ignore the fact that when it comes to you know women's wrestling on that side of the spectrum there's a little bit more that can be done when it comes to that and more time that should be given to them, you know, because yeah, there just needs to be more when it comes to that. So, AJ, you got more to say? No, yeah, and I wanted to add to that, and I feel like this is an age where all the women's division, there's such a dynamic character set in all women's division. You know, back in the day, it used to be the blonde bombshell with the big boobs and the, you know, mud fights and bikini fights. Like, you know what, back then. But then now we're seeing like a shift in more athleticism, in different gimmicks, in different aesthetics, in stronger women. Yeah, not to say that the blonde bombshell is not a problem. Like, you know, it's fun and everything. But like I said, whatever, age where it, we've shifted from the divas the fitness models to actual female wrestlers and for all companies to not utilize what they have in their rosters is just because like i said i think this is the age where we have the best women performers across the board you know everybody has something to offer whether it be you know being a big powerhouse or being someone who's you know athletic someone who's a lucha like so many things to offer and it's just such a shame that you know companies are not showing these talents out there and you know allowing people to still have this sentiment towards women's wrestling because people think one is enough and it's like it's not enough like, I'm sorry, like, there's certain names that I don't, like, I don't even know about in Wrestle Dream, but yet you don't have the main women's champion on the show. Like, how do you do that? Like, because I know there will be outrage if there was, like, oh, um, if MJF is not defending his title on um, a, a certain pay-per-view, then there's outrage. But then the same sentiment needs to happen towards women and this is why a part of us is really passionate about women's wrestling because again we are women and I want to see women prosper but when I say I give up on AEW no matter how much I shout it's not like TK will listen so my thing is it's not even just about there's not enough women on matches or on the show it's like the storylines that you give them the time that you give them like Rhea Ripley has been champion since April and I I can't tell you a significant thing that she's done since she's been champion. Like, I, I feel like people like Becky Lynch, who give 
people opportunities and chances to like her NXT Women's Championship are like they should be taken more seriously. Like, like people may have like comments to say about Becky taking the championship, but it's like Becky's giving opportunities to people by having these open open championship matches. Like, and I feel like all the storylines to do with women are just needy. Like, it's just, it, like I feel like men have actual storylines, and with women, it's just there's nothing there there's nothing of substance there and i don't like that because women have stories to do like just as much as men do and even if they don't like have championships involved we have stories to tell and stories to show people and i feel like, like nobody's taking that into consideration as well and i feel like we tell these companies we tell tk we tell triple h we tell all these companies to like give women a chance but they'll tell you yeah we'll give women a chance but they won't actually do it and it's just it, it feel like it, they're, they're just not really listening to us as people. And like, I feel like a lot of people really want to see women's wrestling, but I feel like we need to make more noise about it. And there will always be backlash, but we have to like go higher than the backlash, essentially. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that because with Rhea Ripley, you know, being the SmackDown Women's Champion, with the, which then transitioned into being the Women's World Champion, there was only so many people, you know, that she was able to feud with and fight with. And yeah, she had an amazing match with Natalia because, of course, Natalia is going to give you, you know, everything that she has to offer because that's a heart, you know. Yeah. And she gave Rhea a great match. But the thing that I would have loved to have seen Rhea do is when she went down to NXT with her ratchet boyfriend, NXT North American champion, Dirty Dom, I would have loved to have seen her make all these other women challenge her for the title the same way Seth was open to fighting with Braun Breaker for the title. Like, if that title is supposed to be the equivalent to Seth's, because, of course, they both look alike and they're doing equal treatment, you know, for these equal title designs, then why is it that she isn't challenging all these women, not only just on Raw, but also on SmackDown, you know, and going to NXT to do it as well. Because her versus Tiffany Stratton would have slapped. I feel like her versus um, Kalani Jordan, even though she's still new, that would have still been a good, you know, story for her as well. Like, that would have been fantastic if she had fought with any of those women, even with Lyra Valkyria, who she had a non-title as well. Like, there's right? so many people in NXT that she could have been with, but they just focused on Judgment Day. I'm like, okay, Judgment Day is cool, but like, Rio is champion. Like, make her seem like a champion. And they're not right. doing that. And it's, it's really upsetting. And she was the champion. She was the only one in Judgment Day holding a title for a long period of time. So, yeah, you guys are making immaculate points, very immaculate points when it comes to the women. And then, of course, you guys did mention Impact Wrestling. And they, of course, their knockouts division have been, you know, hitting home runs almost every time for the past couple of years. And I feel like just now they're only they're only just now getting their credit for it. Um, and then, of course, now you have the attention of Trinity being there and her being knockouts champion. And I am so excited for her because I feel like she's able to really showcase more of what she had to offer with her arsenal and having matches against people who she didn't even have the chance to have matches with in WWE. Because the, the fact that she's having a chance 
championship match against Mickey James just now blows my mind to bits. Like, excuse me. I'm, I praise God that it's happening. <laughs> I'm happy that it's happening, period. But the idea that it took this long for, for both of them to fight each other and a whole nother company just sort of speaks to even more of the issues. Like, how 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 is it that they are just now fighting and they had to go somewhere else to do it? Like, that's weird. But I'm happy that it's happening regardless because it's it's women's history. But and then, of course, you do have more better because you have to you go into wow, superheroes, women of wrestling. That is an hour long show that's just dedicated to just women fighting, period. And that's a show that I've been, you know, blessed to cover and blessed to be a part of, um, even with my own after show with Katrina Blake from In Cat We Trust. Like, that is a really good show, even though they have different types of characters outside of, you know, the traditional kayfabe of what we're used to. But the action is still pretty much valid, you know, with what they do. And it's still a really good show, you know, whether you can catch it or online or on television, it's still a pretty good show. And how they showcase their women is really fantastic as well. And stardom is really great too. So we have our places where we can go to prioritize women's wrestling. Um, but of course you do still want it to be better across the board, you know, because this is a new day, it's 2023. Like coming to the 21st century, we're doing everything. But along with doing everything, you have to also advocate for more women behind the scenes as well to give us the stories that are more authentic than just us fighting to, due to the mundane reasons why they think women fight. So all of these points are very valid and I'm happy that we are able to discuss that and be honest about it. So with you guys making history, I have to ask you, how do you feel about the evolution of Black talent in wrestling and what more would you like to see um from black wrestlers as a whole um i feel like as a person who predominantly watches west rest, um western wrestling i feel like it's a bit of a shame to only have like two stand out dark-skinned black women across both companies um especially in like wwe like yeah, there's more black talent in NXT, but more, more people are watching like the main roster and it's like, what well, now it's just, it's just Jade Cargill and Bianca Belair and it's like, where's the rest? And I know that there's so many indie talents, so many indie personas who have so much talent and so much to show but just aren't like giving the opportunities. But I feel like it's a shame as well, especially in like AEW where they have like AEW Dark and Rampage and I feel like they don't showcase enough of us and I feel like Black women in general across the wrestling field are so talented, but they're just not getting the opportunities. And I feel like that also has something to do with a lack of black, um, like corporate, like behind the scene workers as well. It's like there's not enough people to advocate for us. And I feel like that goes in terms of race and gender. Like there's not enough women behind the scenes and there's not enough black people behind the scenes in order to bring us to like the forefront of like the wrestling community and the wrestling like. Entertainment. Absolutely. You want to add to that, AJ? Absolutely. I think when it comes to black talent, there is so there's there's an immense like the the black talent out there is so it's to the a peak that you know you will look back you look at them and you're just like this is amazing. But then again, the big corporations out there, this the pedestals that the 
out there is just again give these people a chance because they can actually do things like one person I have to shout out is Roy Johnson, who we just interviewed, who has a platform called Everything Pattern, where he works with, um, you know, indie wrestlers and, you know, to give them those opportunities to be able to have a stage to be able to fight on. And the message behind it is because, you know, again, few and far between black wrestlers are sought out because, again, you've got, you know, the white counterparts who are you know dominating the scene like um even seeing like you know when you actually see that oh my god these people are really like just it just need it just takes a stage for them to showcase this is it this is what i can do and i know we're all tired of the eight the age old saying we have to work five times harder for us to get half this but it's actually true <laughs> like it's actually true and you know again the talent is out there it just has i think again like for me you know we say women have a long way to go i still think black talent in terms of the big corporations is still stagnant i'm not gonna lie i mean it wasn't wasn't it just last year that naomi and um uh, sasha slash mercedes got treated the way that they got treated big swole got treated the way that she was treated uh um even back when we look back 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 if you want to go really back look at the way booker t was treated in that match between him and triple h like we still for us to even have you know kofi being one of the more recent champions and then you know, taking that 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 moment in itself tells you everything. Like people want this, people and the talent is out there. And coffee is an amazing worker. But then for you to just have all these opportunities that are few and far between, yeah, while working your ass off, it's just I think personally, like again, I think there's there's so much improvement that needs to happen. And in um yeah, that's just how I feel in terms of what the black talent is immense. Yeah, just we could do like just that. Yeah. Done. Just to add on, just to the back, I feel like wrestling has, has been around for so many years, but I, I feel like we're still in this um, age where we're still being like the first ever black this, 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 or the first ever African American this, 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 first ever black British this, 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 and it's like. Like the way we say, oh, it's actually 2023. Like, it actually is 2023. And we're still having to say first ever, first ever. Like, let's be for real. And it's not just black people that are, are far and few in between in terms of like um, leading the way in wrestling, but like Muslim people as well. I feel like, like there's a lot of Muslim wrestlers, like, and like, there's no, like, nobody really considers them. There's a lot of like gay wrestlers and nobody really considers them. It's like every day, first ever, first ever. And I'm like, when will we stop saying first ever? Like, it has to come to a stop or a halt at some point. You're absolutely right when it comes to accomplishments like that. Because even when, as you mentioned, Kofi Mania, like, that was such an emotional moment, you know, for all of us. Um, And definitely for me, like, in watching that happen, like, there shouldn't be so many first evers because, honestly... My biggest takeaway when it comes to Seth, you know, being the world heavyweight champion, I would have loved for Xavier to challenge him. 
or even a Kofi to challenge him instead of just them doing the tag team thing. Like, if they could challenge Seth for that title, that would have been fantastic. Like, I would have lived for that because honestly, there needs to be more um, Black people placed in areas of prominence, you know, when it comes to that. And not just the ones that look like Bobby Lashley. No shade to Bobby Lashley because he's fantastic and he is very talented and, you know, and he's deeply chocolate. But at the same time, there needs to be others who, you know, deserve that opportunity as well. And when you mentioned the Bianca Belairs, you know, who are out in front, and then, of course, now they have Jade Cargill, you know, and these dark-skinned women who are so amazing, you can't help but wonder, you know, about the way that they, if if WWE had learned their lesson from how everything happened with Trinity and Mercedes, like, will you actually listen to them? Will you actually care about what it is that they have to say and how they're portrayed on television? Like, will you actually give them the opportunities that they deserve? And you also have the other Black women who you rarely see, like last night on SmackDown, you see B-Fab there, but she was back there trying to keep Ashanti the Adonis from getting beat up. Um, and that was the most we had seen her in a while, you know, especially given the releases and everything like there should be more that she should be able to do if, you know, Top Dollar keeps talking about, you know, how she had been training, you know, and how she had been getting better. When are we going to actively see that? And then you have Zelina, who is an Afro-Latina woman who is, you know, a part of the LWO and the last big opportunity she had was versus Rhea Ripley at Backlash in Puerto Rico. And of course that meant everything to her because she is of Puerto Rican descent. But since then, and since Money in the Bank, you know, I feel like she should have won Money in the Bank, but then you have EO and you can't really deny her either. But there need to be more Black women put out there that, that are not just the big, big name ones. And, and they're, and there can be room for success for more than one Black woman, you know? Because clearly you see, even with AEW, you have Willow, you know, who was the New Japan Strong Champion, the inaugural one at that, and then she won the Owen Hart. Like, and then she also main evented with Athena in Ring of Honor. Like, there could be more than one of us succeeding at the same time. Like, there isn't, there shouldn't just be a one-at-a-time sort of thing. And there, of course needs to be improving when it comes to that but there are still so many strides that we have made and i'm still you know proud of in terms of the visibility and the representation of that because when i do see jade being treated like a big deal the, in the way that she is like that makes me feel good seeing bianca always makes me feel good i miss her now because she's not on tv because she's taking a break which she does deserve i still miss her you know and just seeing all of the faces everywhere is a beautiful thing. But we still got a while to go. And that is very valid. But we'll get there because we're awesome. So um, in talking about bigger events, because we did talk about WrestleMania, I did see that you guys were able to go to All In. Like, that was a huge deal over there because that was AEW's first big, big, big event, you know, on that level. So... When you guys attended, you know, how did that feel and what did it make you, did it give you more of a drive to continue succeeding in what it is that you guys do with wrestling is too much fun? All In was the official launch date for when we were going to launch this thing because, like I said, we, in, in previously we were going to start earlier, but um, we just thought All In, All In, is, it's All In or Nothing, Double or Nothing. <laughs> When it comes to this 
But even the feel of All In itself was just fantastic. Like, everyone was so friendly. Everyone was so nice. Like, we were recording and, like, we got interrupted a few times. Um, but again, like, seeing that community and seeing that air of just being around those people... It was it, it was a big moment for us, just not in not in just watching that, um, not just in watching the pay per view, but in just how we are as a community. Because we went with our friend Nat, who's um, shout out to her, who's a big wrestling fan, and she said, you know, this is the most fun I've had at wrestling events because I've never been with like my friends, but let alone two black women. And at first, you get intimidated because again, there's a sea of you know, certain demographics, but no, no, no thing, no thing. But people were living for us because we were quintessentially us. Like, when Swerve came out, yeah, we were... I, I was twerking on the stairs. Like, I was... <laughs> I was screaming for Kenny Omega. Like, I was... I was living, and then everyone was just living for us. So, yeah, it was a big moment for us, like, you know, knowing that we also... We belong... We're going to have fun. We're going to be ourselves and we're not going to care what anybody thinks. But then we're also going to launch our pod as well because if, if if it's not Wembley, when else? Yeah, just to add on, I feel like, for me especially, All In was like my first official like, pay-per-view that I've ever been to. Like, I've been to like wrestling shows, but they were like, like I've been to like a Dynamite or like a New Japan show or like an indie show, but like, Warden was my first pay-per-view and to experience that, like, especially with AJ and Nat, it was honestly the best experience I've ever had in my life and I've already, like, I've had many experiences in life, but that was the best. And um, I feel like to have a community like that, especially because British, British wrestling fans, they go hard. Like, we are hardcore. At, like, we are the audience to be with when you want to have fun because we make any, anything a party. Uh, like even like singing, like like eighty thousand people just singing um, MJF's theme, which has no lyrics by the way. It's just it's just like the, like it was amazing to be a part of and to watch and to witness. Like 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 AJ said, people were living for us. I feel like I've mentioned this before, but me and AJ are various people. Like not just on the pod, but in real life in general. Like we we make everything a part. Of we make everything a show. Adam. You were doing everything and anything. Like I cried when Kenny Omega came out. People were just looking at me, and I was just like, "No, don't look at me. I've been doing my moment right here. I'm doing my moment right now. This is Kenny Omega. This is my going in the flesh that I'm seeing." Like it was just an amazing experience, and to be a part of it with AJ was just like, like it made it more amazing because AJ is practically my sister. Like, and um, I can't, I can't even put into words how much you meant to me so yeah yeah like y'all are like the coolest <laughs> fan base to watch on television and let me tell you when i realized it i realized it when i was watching the uk championship tournament um that was on the wwe network when i watched that and i saw how excited even though that was a smaller audience in comparison to the one at all in when i saw all the chants and how creative you guys were with the chants and everything for everyone across the board like gunter slash walter and pete dunn and tyler Bain, all of them i was just like they are lit and i love this energy like this is the type of energy i feel like it's sometimes missing with us in the united states we're spoiled 
<laughs> for the record, I just got to come out and say we are spoiled, okay? Because we get this more consistently. So we get excited, but we don't get like, like it takes a lot for us to get to like that raucous type of thing. And y'all are like on 10 all the time. And I love it so much. Like watching Money in the Bank this year was fantastic because you because the crowd was just so thrilled and so excited even clash at the castle last year even though that was in wales like they were still very you know pumped and excited about everything and i just love international crowds like there's a level of excitement a level of appreciation that they show you know that's just like i love it <laughs> like i just love how excited they are because it's just like they really are happy truly happy to be there and they're enjoying every single match and every single moment that's happening and they're reacting to it you know almost the same way as i would you know if i were there like it's my dream to one day go to an international show because i love to travel so i'm just like you know maybe one day i'll go to an international show who knows but to be in the crowd of all of that just seems like so much like happiness and sunshine and y'all are just so creative with your chants and with the claps and with everything and i'm just like oh my god i just love it i love watching it because it's just y'all just are just so pumped all the time it's because it's so rare for them to come to us. It's like it's only now they're realizing that, okay, we should start going to... Like, I'm liking this concept of taking not the big four to different countries because, you know, we're always going to show out. And again, it's so rare. Like, I don't think... The, what was it? The last pay-per-view to happen in Wembley was in 1992. That's mm -hmm. insane. And it's just like... I first had my doubts with AEW selling that Wembley, <laughs> which is bad, but it's just like, I, I love AEW, but I was just like, Wembley's a big, is big. But then when I just saw like the sea of people, I was like, yeah, I love this. I love this. You have to live in the moment. You have to bask in the moment. You have to shower yourself in the moment that I'm at the first all in in Wembley. No one can take that away from me. No one can take that away from Chidera. Like, it's just living it. Living it. Absolutely. Like, no one will ever take that from you. And that's a very beautiful thing. Like, I'm glad you guys had that moment and y'all were able to go crazy in that way. And it's so funny. Like, you mentioned 1992. That was a year before I was born. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty funny. But either way... I'm just really glad that, you know, AEW was able to have that moment for themselves, you know, as a company outside of, you know, the larger one, um, they were able to have that moment and, you know, succeed with that. So it could only get better, you know, for them when it comes to that outside of the improvements that they clearly need to make that we didn't mention before. So who are you guys' top five wrestlers of all time, male, female, or non-binary, and they don't have to be in the larger companies either. Like, who are your top five favorite wrestlers? Chidera, you go first. <laughs> I feel like everybody keeps asking us these questions, and I'm like, I feel like every time I say it, it changes each time, which is bad, but it is what it is. Um, I could say that my top five, this is no particular order, by the way. If any friendly tries to come for me, do not, okay? Don't come for me. Um, Brian Danielson, that... Oh. I said Kenny Omega is my goat, but I, I'll be real to myself. I think Brian Danielson is my real goat. Like, he is actually the guy. Um, so, yeah, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, 
Lita has to be in there. I feel like I, I feel I'm gonna name more than five, but um, last one. Uh, I'm gonna say Bushi. I'm gonna say Bushi. Okay, pretty solid. What about you, AJ? First and foremost is Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nobody can ever argue about me with that. That is my goat of all goats. And he was that guy, what he did for me in terms of like just giving me the whole Austin 316 vibe and just being the pioneer that he is, having the rivalry of a lifetime, being the greatest gimmick ever. So, so sorry to undertake a fans or anything, but you know, you can't argue with me on that one. Stone Cold is my number one and first and foremost. And then the rest are in no particular order. Like I like I like wrestlers who make me feel like wow, this is I love these people. Like I actually love wrestling. So Stone Cold is one person. Um Shingo, I love Shingo so much. Like I just think him and Will Ospreay matches are always going to be a marriage of one sort of just beauty and grace and just I love Will Ospreay but I sorry, I love Shingo so much and for him to be coming to Royal Quest I'm just so happy that I'm even looking for meet and greets if I could see him and just say hello um, Hiroshi Tanahashi is another reason is another reason why I love wrestling. He's actually the reason because I lived in Japan for a bit, and he's the reason why I lived. I didn't. I never met him, which I was very annoyed about because I didn't know how to book. <laughs> I didn't know how to book New Japan tickets. But Hiroshi Tanahashi being another person that I absolutely consider up there. Um, again, Mercedes slash Sasha Banks, talented. I love her so much. I just think that, you know, for her being the one of the four horsewomen, but her status as, like, who produces the best matches out of the four, and then her status being questioned, it's like disrespect to my ears. How can you question greatness when it's standing right in front of you? Like, she's shown you, shown you, shown you. How many times has she shown you? And, like, she's just... I just love her so much. Love her. I love how she stands for herself and she, you know, is she she bets on herself. Um, yeah, that's another one. And in terms of number five, I always say Dean Malenko. I loved his technical prowess and I love that, you know, he was doing moves before anybody was doing moves. He was, and I always like the stories of like, you know, the person who doesn't get, who hasn't got the um, limelight per se. Like he's the standard for me. Oh my God, I have so many. I love Ken, like there's so many. Kenny Omega's there, Willow Spray's there, Trish Stratus is there. Like those are all my goats. And yeah, love, just love each and every one of them. Absolutely. Those are incredibly solid people, you know, in both of your top fives. I know that really does catch a lot of people off guard for that question because it is hard to answer. It's hard for me to answer. That's why I only tell people I have two goats. Like my male goat is The Rock and my female goat is Mercedes Monet. And that's just how it is. That's it. Period. So I understand it could be really, you know, daunting to ask that. But, you know, those are all really solid favorites. So kudos to you guys for answering that question, even though y'all just like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, it's fine. 
So what would you say the future holds for you and your show wrestling um, is too much fun? And what more do you want to accomplish with your brand? Um, Again, I just want us to, you, again, the reason, what we want to accomplish is, again, just a sort of positive take on wrestling that, Again, our tagline is wrestling is too much fun to argue about because it genuinely is. Like when we came, when um, I came back from my wrestling hiatus of not watching wrestling, the discourse around it was so negative and it was like everybody was trying to one up each other. Everyone was just, you know, everyone just, it, it just wasn't like a nice feeling to talk about wrestling sometimes because you could say one thing and then someone will try and say another thing and you know sometimes I used to see myself blocked by people that I've never interacted before because I said like maybe because I like one company and then they don't like but anything like the discourse around wrestling was basically just becoming very very insipid and I just thought I want to make wrestling fun again like I want us to have conversations that you know we have a passion for it but at the end of the day it's a positive spin on it and a lot I want people another accomplishment is that you know people say oh wrestling is not really real and wrestling you know why do you still work there but wrestling is really real like when we deal when we look into some of the topics that are in the wrestling ring some of the stories being told I'm a big storyteller love it like stories stories is what I love especially in the ring have dissecting that being able to take people's perspectives and be able to spin it and be able to analyze like I guess it's a bit of an over analysis sometimes there's just matches out there that just enjoy it but sometimes like when you look and see what you know these people are doing in the ring these people are putting their bodies on the line in the ring it's just so it's something that you have to talk about it's something that you have to have that community to talk about. And again, also reaching out to other black women, other women in general that, look, we're here and we want to talk to you. We It's okay. We're not going to ask you who was number 23 in um, Royal Rumble 1993. Like, we're not going to ask you stupid questions like that. Even if you like wrestling in the stat that oh, I saw Bret Hart walk down the street, it's fine. Like, just... We just want to have fun with it. That's um, take a, a silly spin to it, like with our rock and suck reviews. Well, it's actually called rock and suck your mum reviews. But, you know, having those reviews where it's like we're looking at a match, we're teaching people that these matches happened, but analysing these matches and whether we like it or not. And, you know, giving people that kind of platform that say that, yo, this is a match that we you, you should consider watching because... Um, again, shout out to wrestlings that um, when I used to speak to them, they used to uh, recommend all these matches to me. And again, fell in love with wrestling again. And that's the kind of platform I want to sort of have, like just having that educational aspect, but also just being positive and having fun and just connecting with different people and, you know, spreading a good message uh, around wrestling and also going to shows. I want to go to shows. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I feel like um, for us, um, we just want to build a community of positivity. Essentially, like wrestling is actually way too much fun, and I feel like everybody's too serious about it. Like, 
like five star reviews, four star reviews, six star reviews, and I'm like tribalism. Then I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I just want to be in the moment. I watch wrestling. I just want people to see people fight and talk about it. Essentially, and I feel like that's what me and AJ both agree on. Like people are too serious about people fighting in panties. Essentially, and it's like let's let's be through it. Let's actually figure out what we're watching. We're watching men fight in, in their underwear, and I'm like, you know, are too way too serious about it. And we just want to make it a fun and lively area. And I feel like we want to be like the community where everybody goes to, and you know you can expect fun, entertainment, laughs, giggles, kikis, um, like a couple memes here and there. We just want to be a, a community where, where um, especially Black women can come to and just be and feel like they can be themselves and um, watch wrestling, talk about it, have fun, um, have conversations, even if they are serious, but just. Be aware that you know people are here for you people understand you people agree with you essentially i just feel like we just want to be that community especially in london which isn't like not a lot of people like a lot of people watch wrestling but they're not as vocal about it and i feel like we want to be the place where people can vocalize their views and just come to us and talk about it we also want to um interview wrestlers like i feel like if I was to interview like with Osprey or Vega, it literally make my life. I just like, it's not really want to do essentially. And then just to add on to that as well, it's like, again, you know, following that people that are not really vocal about wrestling, we advocate for people to be vocal around wrestling. We have a section where prominent figures tell us about their love for wrestling. Like in our last episode, we have a legend, a football legend, Ian Wright, um, who basically tells us about his love for wrestling. And, you know, now that we're seeing people like Cardi B talk about wrestling, that's the that's another dream to have her, even, even if she says hello on the pod, that's it. We've, we've, we're, we're locked in. But do you know what I mean? Like just having, because like I said earlier, everybody at one point in their life has had that moment with wrestling where they had uh, where they watched a match or where they saw a scene but they each know something about a wrestler or they had a favorite wrestler growing up something like that so again we want to be that platform where it's like oh i like wrestling and i like to talk about it with you guys so yeah that is absolutely fantastic. And I love, love, love that your passion is to be positive about wrestling, which is essentially why my show was built as well. Um, I'm really ecstatic that the both of you have seen that wrestling is, of course, a fun thing and it's something to love and be into because that's just, that's just, you know, the precedent of what my show is. It's just like, I try, I talk about wrestling because I love it. I'm only ever going to love it. I'm never going to stop loving it. So because I'm never going to stop loving it, I'm going to talk about all the things that I saw throughout the week and what I love about it. And the fact that you guys are doing it, you know, in, also, in a pretty fundicational way, is just an amazing thing. And I'm so proud that you guys have created this platform and then you have goals and you have dreams for yourself, um, for your podcast, the fact that you want guests to come on, the fact that you want to interview wrestlers, all of that is absolutely Absolutely fantastic. And I 
am just so thrilled for you guys. I'm so thrilled that you guys are becoming a voice for those who who feel like they can't be as open with their fandom in London, but you guys you guys are going to make it cool. And I am just so happy that you guys exist at this point in time in this happy time in wrestling where so much is happening and you're helping to navigate other, you know, helping others to navigate this space, you know, and find their voices as well. Well, we have reached the end of our time together. So AJ and Chids, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast to talk about, you know, your show and everything you got, got going on. So please tell everybody where they can find and follow you on social media and where you can find your show and what more you have on the horizon. Um, we just want to say thank you, Steph, for having us on the show. It really means a lot. Um, I feel like being interviewed is really, is really weird to us, to, to me and AJ. Like, we're not used to it, but um, we want to uh, really say thank you. And, um, yeah, you guys can follow us on social. Um, AJ, you want to do the social? Yeah, um, definitely. I just want to say thank you to you. You know, honestly, watching your platform is like, again, you know, watching you thrive, watching you... I have to we have to give you your flowers as well honestly like thank you for giving us the platform to be able to talk about it but also share our story and you know please continue doing what you're doing and you know strive and we're always going to be here to support you if you ever need anything from us just let us know we're always going to be here but yeah um in terms of where you can find us you can literally find us so in the horizon we've got um youtube videos coming up we're just dealing with a bit of you know legal but yeah shout out to our producer um shout out to our producer chris you know he's been fantastic um shout out to our um what's it called our production company unedited as well they've been fantastic um but yeah find us on instagram find us on tiktok find us on twitter um at official w-i-t-m-f so it's just wrestling is too much fun um uh yeah shortened but official w-i-t-m-f um in terms of podcast, we um, we come we we upload bi-weekly, so every other week. So you know, um, episode four is coming out. No, is it episode no episode three? Sorry, episode three is coming out next week. So we're excited about that. You know, we're talking. It's a kickoff to Black History Month. Um, we've got some things lined up for Black History Month, which we're really excited about. Um, you know. You know, we're, we're just getting we're just growing and growing with time but um yeah we're always open to feedback as well so anybody feels like you know well what we can do better or what we can do or just even just letting us know just let us know but yeah uh as i said official witmf personal ones angela i mean aj um hold it down uh you've got chidera a <laughs> yeah chidera a a why you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, just drop us a line. Um, yeah, that's that's where you can find us, and that's what's coming up in the future. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, you know, for your kind words. And thank you so much for coming on my show. It was an honor to have you both on. And of course, anytime you want to come back, the door is open. Just let me know. Um, and of course, always let me know if you guys need anything from me as well. So of course, um, you guys can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at Queen Steph Hardy. Follow the show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Hardy WrestlePod. Y'all see the crawl at the bottom of the screen. So do what you got to do. And subscribe to the YouTube channel at The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And yeah, that's what I've got going on. Of course, I have been um, hired as and as a contributor for Daily DDT. So that is a very new thing that's happening for me. So thank you um, for the support for that. And hopefully, you know, down the line, I'll be able to figure out what that means for the podcast and for myself going forward. But either way, you know, stuff is happening and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and also, um, Mondays, you can catch me with Katrina from NCAT We Trust talking about WoW Superheroes because that new episode does come on um, this weekend, you know, on, at different times. But our after show comes on Mondays from Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So please check that out as well. So, of course, this has been the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy, and with AJ the Visionary and Chids from Wrestling is Too Much Fun. And until next time, bye, y'all.